H12, what's up? You guys good? You look good, as far as I can see, right? Hey, my name is Chase. I'm a pastor in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am pumped to be in Atlanta, right? Lawrenceville, Georgia. It's a good place to be tonight, especially at H12. Um, hey, before we get going here, I, I got a quick story, uh, but I want to introduce you to my family real quick. I don't want to be a stranger up here, even though that it, that's probably going to be the case for the next 20, 25 minutes. Yep, you see it, right? Okay, um, so here's the deal. Um, this is my smoking hot wife, Lauren. That's her name, all right? And uh, we, we have twins. Um, yeah, I was about as shocked as you were, so... Um, yeah, we have twins. That's my son, Rowan Knox, and that's my beautiful daughter who's never going to get married, Adeline Eden, all right? Um, that is my family, and I just wanted you to, to meet them real quick uh, through that picture. Um, they, they love you guys, I promise. Um, but hey, here's the deal. We, my wife and I, we traveled uh, to Atlanta uh, a few weeks back, and uh, I just wanted to kind of for, for you to see her so you kind of know who I'm talking about in this story. Uh, and uh, we, we went downtown. We were, we were going to hang out. Uh, we were going to go check the city out. We, we've, we've never been to Atlanta like together and just got to explore the city. Um, it's a pretty, it's pretty dope city. I like it. Um, we went to this place called the Pont City Market. Anybody know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a really cool spot, okay? Being from Nashville, it kind of has that Nashville vibe to it. Like, there's some really cool shops, and there's some, there's some good food there, too. Uh, so it was a, it was a cool, um, cool spot to go. Uh, we, we, we arrived there, and, and our arrival time said 3.30, okay? Um, and uh, I, this is a huge rookie mistake, all right? Traveling downtown Atlanta at 3.30? Come on, somebody. <laughs> somebody got to tell me that. Um, but here's the deal. Our GPS kept recalculating and recalculating and recalculating. And it said, 3.30, you'll be there. 3.45, you'll be there. Oh, wait, no, 4 o'clock. No, 4.15. It kept going. It, finally, we got there at 4.45. Goodness gracious. All right. But here's the deal. We, we, we got to Pont City Market, and we parked just above Pont City Market. All right. It was a cool spot. We literally drove in the parking lot, parked. Um, we, we got out the car, and, and, and we were walking down to, to Pont City Market. Um, and when I got out of the car, I locked the, locked the car, got our stuff, and, and there was this guy. He, he whistled, and it was like an intentional whistle. Like, and I was like, oh, I was looking around. Like, I was trying to see if he was looking at me, um, but I, he wasn't. So, so we went on our way. We went to the market, walked around and stuff. We get done. We're walking back to our car. I'm holding my wife's hand. You know, it's a good night. It's good. Um, I, I walk with my head down sometimes. But I raised my, I raised my head. And I looked at the car, and there was something on the left wheel, my, my front left wheel. It was yellow. And I did like a double take. I was like, oh, is this my car? Like, oh, that, yeah, yep, yeah, that's my car. And I said, I said, babe, <laughs> I said, we've been booted. <laughs> and so um, there's a tag on your door, right? You call the number. The guy didn't even answer. He just walked straight to us. He knew. He knew. And that's exactly why he whistled. He walked up to us. He said, hey, how you guys doing? How do you think we're doing? I got a boot on my car, right? Um, not too happy about it. 
And he said, oh, he said, uh, he's like, yeah, sorry about that. Um, you can't leave the premises when you park here. I said, all right. Um, he said, there's a sign here, 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 and here. I was like, I went into this whole story like, hey, man, like, I'm from Tennessee. Like, you know, it's like really far away. Uh, but we don't, have those, we don't have those things in Tennessee. So um, I went into this whole sob story, and he was like, hey, man. He was like, listen, uh, I, I've been booted four times, and finally after that, I, I, I asked him for a job. I said, how much, how much do I got to pay you? Okay. He said, 75 bucks. I said, all right, here. He took the boot off my car, and my wife, we went happily on our way, okay? Um, but welcome to Atlanta, right? Um, I'm back, so bring it on. I'm just going to look where I park uh, next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, man. But hey, I'm excited to, to be here, and I'm excited to continue in this series called Unexpected. Uh, you, you went through the first week last week, and, and this week, uh, we're, we're going to dive into week two. And uh, I have a question for you guys. Um, we're going to be talking about Christmas, but how many people in the room just absolutely love Christmas? Make some noise. Okay. Yeah, you love Christmas. Um, how many people in the room are like Scrooge, like Grinch, like make some noise? Yeah. Christmas? Okay. Um, I'm going to, here, here, I'm going to admit that in November, the third Thursday, Thanksgiving, like, I don't want you to talk about or say a word about Christmas. I am like Scrooge. I am like the Grinch. I am like, don't bring it up. Santa, you can wait, all right? Here's why I love Thanksgiving. In this order, family, football, and food. Yep, have any Georgia fans in the house? Wow. Okay, 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 yeah, maybe one or two. Okay, that's good. Um, but, and here's the deal. After, like, after that Thursday when we celebrate Thanksgiving and I get to have my family, I get to have my football, and I get to have my food, hey, man, next day, Santa, let's go, man. We got a month. I'm all out. Like, let, let's sing jingle bells. Let's decorate the tree. Let's, let's do whatever we got to do. Um, and I'm, I'm all about me some Christmas after that, okay? So I'm not a Scrooge all year, just some, some, some of the year. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Christmas. And tonight, I think that Christmas, um, when we think about that, we think about all the stuff, right? You think about the tree. You think about the, the gifts that you're getting. You think about maybe some parties that you're going to go to. You probably think about Christmas break um, where you don't have to go to school. Yeah, amen, amen, yep. Um, but... I want to kind of direct our attention um, to something else besides kind of the stuff that makes Christmas. What about the people around you? And we're going to be talking about a word tonight, uh, and that word is friendship. Because in the Christmas story, believe it or not, that word is in there, okay? It is, it is in there deep, and we're going to pull that out tonight, and, and we're going to be talking about friendship. And I, I think we all agree with this, that friendship matters. Friendship matters in your life because you're probably sitting beside your friend right now, right? Yeah, you are. You're sitting beside your friend right now, and friendship matters. You see, friendship can impact your life. It will. As you, right now in this very moment, it's impacting your life. 
it, it will impact your life in the next five years. It will impact your life in the next 15. It will impact your life in the next 20. I heard a guy say it like this one time. He said, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So the friends that you hang out with impact your life. They influence what you do, how you think, everything. So friendship matters. I think back to a guy, he's my very, very, very best friend. His name's Jordan Wolf. I met the dude in the fifth, in the, in the fifth grade. I was shooting some hoops at my grandma's house, and, and his grandma's house was right beside my grandma's house. And, and I, I was balling it up, man. We, we were, I, was, I was going hard. Um, and uh, he walks over. He said, hey, man, we'll play a game of one-on-one. I said, yeah, I do. Come on. And uh, we were friends after that game. Um, I beat him. Uh, but anyways, he beat me too later. Okay, yeah. Um, I didn't want to tell that part of the story, but that's okay. Um, yeah, he beat me too. and We, we, were, we were real competitive. Um, but the cool part of that story that that same dude in fifth grade that I met a year and a half ago stood beside me when I married my wife as my best man. Isn't that cool? That's what's up. Like uh, uh, my friend in the fifth grade stood beside me at my wedding a, a year, year and a half ago. And, and that's, a lot of, that's a lot of years. We, we've been through a lot. We laughed together. We cried together. We, we, we went to school together. We played on the same sports team together. We, we've, we've been through a lot of the same things. We, we've shared some meaningful moments in life. We were in the same student ministry together. And man, I think back to summer camps and I think back to winter retreats. And I'm telling you what, those really strengthen our friendship. There's something powerful about having someone by your side in, in, in moments of your life. And I know that you guys get an opportunity February 17th through the 19th to, to go to dig. And, and I want you to take full advantage of that. Because I'm telling you what, the moments that I spent at retreats and at summer camps strengthened my faith. And, and our friendships, the people around me, we got stronger. And there's something powerful about having people around you who, who believe the same thing. And who are trying to do the same things that you're doing and living in the same world that you're living in. Because doing it alone is hard. So friendship matters. And you see, there, there's, I think there's two parts of friendship. There, there's a part of friendship that, you know, once you start getting to know somebody, you, you kind of figure out what they like and like you have things in common and, and that's cool, right? Like you like the same sports teams or you kind of wear the same thing and it's kind of like your group type thing, right? And, but here's the thing, I, I think that, a lot of the times, you guys are looking for something. I know I have, and I, I still am every day. I'm looking for something a little bit deeper. I'm looking for people that, that, that can stand beside me like Jordan and, and say, he knows every, every part of me in a sense of like, he, he knows that my parent, parents went through a divorce. He knows that like I, what, I, what I've struggled with in the past, what I struggle with now, like all that good stuff. But here's the thing. He's not going anywhere. And despite the, the realness that is shared, like he's just not going to dip and say, no, man, I'm out. See ya. But he's going to continue to love me anyways, right? I want you to think for a second. Think of your very, very best friend real quick. All right? 
Now, don't get all sappy and stuff. <laughs> Think of your very, very best friend. I want to ask you this question. You don't have to answer out loud. Don't. <laughs> Is your very, very best friend perfect? Now, wait a second. I'm going to read your mind. You ready? Okay. No. If you say yes, you're wrong. <laughs> because that's not the case. Your, your very, very best friend is not perfect and will never be perfect. You will never be a perfect best friend either. It just, it just won't happen. But tonight as we, as we talk about the Christmas story, I'm going to tell you tonight that the Christmas story was the beginning of a perfect friendship. The Christmas story was the beginning of a perfect friendship. Let's go to Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 23, and I'm going to tell you why that is, okay? Christmas was the beginning of a perfect friendship. If you got your Bibles, smartphones, whatever you use, Matthew is the first book in the New Testament. So if you flip open your Bibles to the middle, you can turn right. Um, hey, and listen, no shame in the game. If you got to go to the front, to the index, go to the front. It's all good. Just get there. Um, so that, that's where we're going to be. And I want to set up this story for you real quick, okay? Um, we, we have a guy by the name of Joseph. And he's engaged to a woman named Mary. You might have heard this story around this time quite a bit. But uh, they, they got some drama going on. Yep. So Joseph and Mary are engaged. And guess what they find out? Mary is pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And here's the deal. They're not married, and they haven't had sex yet. If you're confused on how it works, you got to get married, Right? You have sex and you have a baby. That's how it works, okay? And, and here's the thing, that, that hasn't happened. So Joseph probably has like a freak out moment like, oh no, Mary, what, what are you doing? What have you been doing, right? But here's the thing, don't freak out, it's all good. It ends well. Um, the angel, an angel of the Lord shows up and, and, and says, hey, it's, it's, it's okay, there's a plan. All right, there's a plan. So let's read kind of how all this unfolds real quick. Matthew chapter 1, 20 through 23. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So here we are. We have Joseph and Mary. She's pregnant. They're engaged, right? And they get this news. Pretty unexpected news, right? Twins, that was very unexpected. But... Uh, they're not going to be the savior of the world and save people from their sins. That's a whole nother level <laughs> of unexpected, right? And so here's the, here's the thing. That, I mean, that just blows my mind, the news that, that, that they received. 
But I think what's even more unexpected is what we read in verse 22 and 23. It says this, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. What does all this have to do with Christmas? Last week, you guys talked about the good news of Christmas is that God has always been with us, right? But, and, and God has always been from the very, very beginning. He's always just kind of, he's been. But the problem with that is that you can't see him, you can't touch him, you can't hear him. So it kind of paints this like picture in your mind that, that God is like a distant God, right? It, it almost seems like he's like unapproachable in a sense. Because it's hard to, to relate like, oh, like, hold up. Like, I would love to have you like here. That'd be awesome. You ever said that? Man, if Jesus was walking here, yeah. Like, it would be so much easier. But in reality, probably not. Um, but it seems that way. And I think sometimes we paint that picture in our minds that he's far off and he's distant. But here's, here's the thing. Our God wants a close relationship with you. He, he wants a friendship with you. Here's, here's the deal. We have, we have Mary and we have Joseph, right? And, and they're, in, they're in this situation. She's engaged. She, she's, she's pregnant, right? And I'm, I'm sure there was some talk going on. You know, like when something happens in school and, and, and someone does this or something happens to somebody and, and, and there, there's talk um, you know what I'm talking about. He was probably a little worried, right? He was probably maybe, maybe feeling overwhelmed. Mary probably had some fear. Their, their family was going through a lot, right? But, but an angel of the Lord shows up and, and says, hey, calm down. It's all good. Joseph, stay with Mary. Stay with Mary. This baby that you have will be God with us. Hang in there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right. It's going to be all right. So, so no matter how alone, no matter how scared Joseph may have been, it's going to be all right. God has a plan. And as we read this story, we... we in, in the scripture, it says, Emmanuel, God with us. See, Jesus came here and he walked the earth. And so he, he knows what we go through. And have you ever had a me too moment with somebody like your friend? You ever had a me too moment? Like, you know, you start out your friendship and you're like, oh, I like this, I like that. Oh, me too, me too. Yeah, it feels good, right? Like, oh, you like that? I thought I was the only one. You know when you tell a bad joke and that one person laughs because, yeah, you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. Um, and I'm horrible at telling jokes, by the way. Uh, and and, and we, have those, we have those me too moments. So we're going to try that real quick, okay? Is that cool? Um, I got some things. And if this statement is true for you, I want you just to say me too, all right? Okay, here we go. Um, 
I've been to Six Flags. Me too. I watched the Cubs win the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got to be honest on this one, okay? Let me tell you. <laughs> this is a me too moment. I'm just going to go ahead and say it, all right? I've been dumped by a girlfriend or a boyfriend. No, no shame in the game, okay? Um, I've, I've been in an argument with my parents. I know, I know a family member that is sick. At times in my life, I felt alone. Yeah. You see, there, there's, there's kind of the flip side to the Me Too moment, right? There's, there's cool things of like, yeah, Six Flags and all this other stuff. But, but then there's like this, this messy part of life that, that we, we walk through at points. And th- there's me too moments where you're just looking for someone to say me too. M- maybe, maybe your parents are at each other's throats and, and they have heated arguments and, and their marriage is on the rocks and it could end in a divorce. If you've been there, that's a me too moment for me. That is a me too moment. Maybe, maybe you didn't accept or maybe you didn't make the team at your school, whether it's sports or a club or whatever it is. Maybe, maybe you didn't get accepted into a college that you wanted to attend. Maybe you know someone who is sick and, and the doctors have, have talked to, to everyone they know and, and there's nothing that they can do for that person. Maybe... maybe you just in life like you feel like you're alone like we talked about before me too moments are very very powerful but you see Jesus coming here as a baby right Emmanuel don't lose that God with us started out as a baby and grew into a boy and then grew into a man who died for our sins. And and there was a reason God sent him here. There was a reason that God sent him here. Jesus was a person. Jesus was a person just like you and just like me. Jesus was a person just like you and just like me. He, he came to, to hang out with people. He, he came to eat with people. He laughed. He had to do chores. He grew up as, as a boy. Got a job. He understands and he felt all the same things that you feel. That's a pretty awesome thing. That, that Jesus gets it. Jesus gets it. He understands completely all the emotions that you feel and everything that you go through. We serve a me too God. So the bottom line tonight, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. 
no matter what you're going through, Jesus says, me too. Jesus says, me too. He knows what it's like to have family drama. He knows what it's like to be lonely, to be disappointed, to be frustrated, to be afraid. He understands. You see, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, it says that Jesus understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same things and testings that we do. Like I said, Jesus knows every thought and every emotion that you felt. No matter what you're going through, H12, Jesus says me too. So as we wrap up tonight, there's a couple things that, that we, we want to take away from this. There's one thing to talk about it, but there's one thing to do it. So as the band starts to come up, we're going to spend the next couple moments. And, and I, I, just, I just want you to hear this. I think if Jesus were with us right in this very moment, and I, if I could just have your full attention, and, and, and I think he would say these words. I get you. I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. And I know you better than you know yourself. I don't know what moment you're in in your life right now. I don't. I don't really know who you are. But Jesus does. Jesus knows where I'm at. Jesus knows where I'm going. And so tonight, I want to reassure you and encourage you that we serve a me to God. We serve a me to God. So here's two things for you as we close out tonight. The, the first is this whether this is in your small group or whether it's here in this, these next few minutes as we, we sing this last song. But I want you to thank Jesus. I want you to thank Jesus because guess what Jesus did? Most of you probably know this, but he let go of heaven to grab on to you because he loves you, because he's for you, and because he gets you. You have a perfect friendship in Jesus. Second thing, it's a powerful story. Jesus as a baby, Jesus as a boy, Jesus as a man, his sole mission was to rescue us from our sins and to make a way to back to God. That's what he came to do to forgive us from all of our sins. So maybe some of you are in here and you're, you're, just, you're just not about this whole Jesus thing right now and you've just kind of been off track and, and, and you're just kind of doing whatever and, and you want to kind of get back on. That leads me to, to the second thing of confess. Get it out there. 
Jesus already knows, but there's something powerful when you say it. Because it, become, it becomes real to you. It's a release. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, confess your sins to God and he will remove your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. We serve a powerful God. We serve a powerful God. So whether that's in your small group, whether that's in here, I, I just, I wanna encourage you to do that. And, and as we, as we stand and, and we sing this last song, as we enter into this Christmas season, these next few weeks, and, 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 our, and our focus starts to shift on the stuff that we have and the things that we're gonna get, let's remember what we already have. And that's Jesus.